Greetings. <laughs> and welcome to another episode of Duck Duck Dice, a show where we play Dungeons and Dragons and put it on the internet. My name is Sam. I am the dungeon master for this game, which takes place in the land known as Amber Rush. We thank you all for joining us for episode 40 of Duck Duck Dice. That's right. This show is officially over the hill. I thought over the hill was 50. 40 is over the hill. Don't you Isn't have to it? be 41 to actually be over that hill? I don't I know. Like 40, it's 40. I don't know. It's 40. I could well, be. we're there we're in the vicinity of a hill. <laughs> we're, we're close to a hill. <laughs> it's too late for a midlife crisis. Yeah. Um, we can speaking, say we're over the hill. It's fine. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I thought it was 50 for some reason. Yeah. And um, <laughs> speaking of for some reason, for some reason, there are other shows that have to do with you know, uh, you party films production. to do like a bad segue every time. <laughs> There are stylistic <laughs> choices I make as a creator. A client. creator. Okay. Okay. I see. Uh, yes, we have other shows on the Party Foul Network, this channel here that we all do our things on. Uh, the other thing. Starts, I'm not ready for. <laughs> I asked if everyone was ready, and no one said I no. Was I was typing notes. You should have seen the thousand yard stare in my eyes. <laughs> I can't see they you could, until I go live, so I couldn't. Uh, so we're doing well after 40 episodes, everyone. Yeah. We're doing good. I mean, like, only 20 of them have been in this format, so. Uh, but yes, we have other shows on the channel. Uh, sometimes we have Tabletop Turkey, which is when we play board games together, when that's, you know, feasible and safe, which is not right now, so we don't do that. Uh, but we also do uh, a podcast that is myself, my good buddy Neil, and another guy. Uh, and I say this every week, and I don't think uh, anyone gets the joke that Dan is the other person. And he left me out of something previous. He said, like, oh, yeah, I do a podcast with some other guys or something. So I've been leaving him out of my uh, descriptions of it. But, uh, yeah, Dan... Neil and I to talk about video games, uh, video game accessories, uh, and all that kind of jazz. Uh, yeah, you should listen to it if you like video games. Danica is now going to tell you about some of the audio and visual creators that help us with this show. I How's that for a segue, Clinton. How's that? That's perfect. Is that better? <laughs> right to the point. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ask a little one? Did more feel forced. Very, very forced. Um, so yes, there are some audio and visual creators out there who help mm. us with our show. Uh, we get our music while we play Dungeons and Dragons from such sources as Tabletop Turkey and Kevin McLeod and Will Savino over at Music D20. You can find him on Twitter. Uh, and for maps, many of the maps and assets that we use while playing this game on the internet are from such sources as Two Minute Tabletop and Neutral Party. So you might want to use those creators for your home games as well. Maybe. You know, if you want to. Yeah, do it. They're good. Check them out. It's great. People make things, and you should use them. And, you know, you can even sometimes pay them and stuff through Patreon and other sources. It's true. So, you know, pay people for their work. Mm -hmm. Hashtag raise the minimum wage. Um, Pay artists. Yeah. Uh, insert 
hedge fund joke. GameStop. Um, <laughs> other topical economic things. Dogecoin. <laughs> Going to space. Okay. Am I anything? Culture? Anything else? We good to go? We ready to play? <laughs> I think we should play D and D. I think we probably should. Too. We're better at that than we are the rest of the shit. <laughs> This might be the shortest or the longest game of my life. Yeah, the intro on this may be longer than the actual session we end up playing at this rate. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. When we last left the Blessed, they had arrived in Marin's Gate and shopped till they dropped. They uh, have arranged a deal with a um, halfling merchant uh, to buy their maybe signature flail snail shell, or at least the you know the thing that has definitely attracted attention. <laughs> yes, uh, the the conspicuous thing on top of their uh, their wagon, uh, which they have traded for the supplies needed to furnish their Gaverfinkian pocket fortress. While that deal has not been made, the blessed were busy cutting deals in other parts of the city, getting supplies and books and some thoughtful gifts for one another. Um, And as they prepare to make their way towards Chastile to investigate various things and to what ends, we shall see. So, um, there you all are in the Crow Flies Inn, uh, in Marin's Gate. Um, and you can hear, it, it's, I mean, it's the early morning, it's around 8 a.m. or so. Uh, and it just sounds louder outside. Like, there's a lot more commotion um, on the city streets than normal. Not necessarily like a crowd building outside of the, you know, the doors of the inn or anything. It just sounds a lot, they're like there's a lot more activity going on. Well, it sounds like uh, news has reached Marin's Gate of what took place to the south. Shall we go out and make sure everything is, you know, still there? At least here? Like our cart or the city? Both, I guess. Definitely both. Well, now I'm too worried to be able to go back in the room, so sure. And I will head outside to see what the commotion is. It's a green tree. You head out circling. <laughs> you. Ally, where are you? <laughs> uh, you um, open the doors and, and heading out into the streets, sort of getting a sense, getting a feel for the energy um, of Marin's Gate in the morning. Uh, the streets normally, um, really both sides, the alleyways, are often dotted or lined with various wagons that are in um, different stages of being loaded up and ready for, you know, transport either, you know, uh, to various parts of the kingdom. Um, And normally they're not well, um, they're not like super guarded or anything, maybe a few people milling about. Uh, But as you head out, it seems like everyone that may belong to one of these wagons or work for one of these wagons is having a somewhat like frantic and panicked conversation and people kind of hurriedly like, if somebody will leave a wagon and just kind of start jogging off in a direction, the whole mood of the city seems very 
um, like energized, not necessarily panic, but kind of a rising anxiety that you can immediately feel. Um, and it seems like a lot of the commotion is really towards kind of the entrance of the city on the southern side. I mean, it seems like LA's right. You don't have to tell anybody anymore. I didn't think we would get news. I don't know. I didn't think we would be able to spread the news better than, well, refugees knocking on the door. But uh, shall we go find our friend Mr. Bottom Barrel or whatever his name is and see about getting out of here before it becomes a ruckus? Didn't he say he'd meet us here? No, he was going to meet you outside of the gates. Because uh, he's going to have furniture and lumber and... A bunch of shit that's you know, going to fit yeah. in front of the inn. Like, he's going to have a bunch of stuff lined up. Uh, uh, we what? met him yesterday to, so he could inspect it. That's what I was saying. Yeah. I'm going to go get the horses around. Uh, grab your stuff and meet me out front, I guess. Sounds I will good. do that. Alright. Um... And you guys spent two nights, right, in Marin's Gate? Right. I believe you only paid for one, though. Okay. I need to talk to the yeah. innkeeper anyway, so uh, hey, I'll square up for the room. <clears throat> and does anyone happen to remember what the going rate was? Five silver. Sil so five, five silver. For all of you. No, because it, it was per room. Per yeah. room. Because it was Ooh, a gold and a silver, fine. five silver that we paid. I thought it was a silver and I want to say it was five copper piece a night. Oh, uh, well, we like way that. overpaid then. I don't. Well, we'll go back and check the tape. Uh, it was a gold and five silver. This is uh, yeah. So um, sure, we'll say five or and you because you guys had how many rooms? Three. Three, three, three rooms. So we'll say three silver pieces. Or a silver piece and a half. Because I think that's what it was. I think the table proved that. I think it won't. So, oh my god. <laughs> I will find it and I will send it to you. You'll pay me <laughs> oh a copper god. piece for it. <laughs> Wouldn't mind watching on our YouTube channel. But, you know, well, we could do that. You can edit it. I, <laughs> send me the file. <laughs> Clint and I love each other. This is just how we... <laughs> How, this is how we interact with each other. We always have. <laughs> so, um, okay. So yeah, Ally, you round up the cart. The bill gets paid. Kaya, you approach Wesna, who, you know, despite the chaos outside, like uh, you know the tides, she is there at her little podium, checking to the logbook and the daily runnings of her inn. Um. Hi. Uh. I know, I know we just did this a couple of days ago, but could you send something for me again the next time? I know it'll be some time. That's fine. But could you send something else for me? Kind of just, mm -hmm, like, sure. Oh, she's... Uh, same thing. And I get uh, a package out of my bag and pass it over to her. It jingles just a little bit. Okay. She says... Going to the same place? Yes, it is. Thank you. Mm-hmm. She's kind of texts it underneath and go back, back, back to uh, flipping through her book. 
slides it into the trash can. <laughs> <laughs> yep, this will get delivered. <laughs> Rain or shine. <laughs> you can count okay. on us here at the crow's fly. I did. I did play. I played a one shot based on the postman once. So <laughs> nice. Um. All right, and then you all um, saddle up into the wagon. Perhaps getting one. Wait, hold on. So there is. You got all the. You've scooped out all the gold. Mm, not yet. No. Maybe. No. I just okay. prepared him for the inevitability of it. Right. 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 Um, yeah, you all load up in the wagon and uh, start to head towards the main gate. Um, you pass by uh, Pickleman's, the sort of general store that you're you're used to. Um, that's right on kind of the right side, the, the eastern border of the southern gate out of Marin's Gate. And it seems like there's just a little bit of a crowd that's kind of gathered up, going to and coming from uh, the the left side of the gate. Um, within the city walls, um, but it seems like there's a little commotion uh, going on with people coming and going, listening to something, talking about something. Can I listen in for whatever they're chatting about? Um, you wouldn't be able to do it as you were if you're like rolling in the wagon and out of the city. I would say no. Um, you would have to hop off and physically walk over to where they are. It's a little bit away from the exit. Uh, I'll I'll do that then. I'll hop off okay. just so I can hear what people are saying. Okay. And um, I'll just say I'll be right back. I'll meet you out there as I hop off the wagon. Sure. And you're only. I mean, this is probably. 50 feet or so away from the exit so um actually as you start to round the curve to, to start heading out towards the exit riding your wagon and heading south you can see indeed there is a line of of it looks like three or four wagons some loaded down with furniture others stacked high with lumber and stones um the the makings of your uh, tower abode not yet complete. Uh, Kaya, uh, make a uh, perception check as you head into the crowd. Um, are you pushing your way in? You're kind of trying to listen on the outside? What are you doing? Um, I'm just trying to... Uh, I'll try to blend in and get a little in. I don't want to, like, shove people aside to hear what Very people sure. are saying. Okay. just want to look like the rest of the people in the crowd. Yep, make a perception check. Uh, 19. 19. Um, so you can hear that like as you're you're kind of trying to look past the crowd a little bit it's it's very kind of tight in the center and you're kind of on the outside of it um it sounds like people are are talking to a foul member uh who had arrived that morning um you hear a couple of things um several thousand people fled the city that's that's one thing you hear uh you hear in kind of because there's people talking around you and the and, and people are kind of shouting questions at the person that's giving the answers um you can see uh this is clearly where people are getting their news from about what happened in spanifix you hear that several thousand people have fled the city uh that most of the the uh people that escaped are going to wolfbane dell um 
how, how they're being received is not really known. Um, you know, Dragon has taken over the city. That seems to feature prominently. Uh, kobolds uh, have erected barricades and walls um, along the northern bridge. Uh, but not much else is really known about the rest of the city. There's you hear kind of like a lot of questions like, you know, like, can you tell me about like, what did you see here? And the person's like, I don't know. Like, I barely got out. Like, I don't know. Um, there's a lot of that. And so it's it's basically Dragon took over the city with the help of kobolds. A few thousand people got out. Most of them are heading to Wolfbane Dell. Doesn't there's not really a whole lot of other information. Uh, and just as I crept in, I will creep on out and head towards the gate. Yeah, and you could also hear on your way out. Like clearly, this is there's the equal shock of there's a dragon in Spanifix, but then also because of who lives in Marin's Gate, people are like, "Well, what am I gonna do?" Like they're like traitors and wagoneers who are like, "I got a bunch of shit I gotta take there." Like, what am I supposed to do? Um, there, so there's a lot of just not so much panic because it's all the way down to Spanifix but like there's kind of like what like that throws a whole wrench in a lot of things but the market (laughs) how will the economy come back from this (laughs) and then you make your way back to um, the wagon Uh, but before you do that you all um, the, the rest of you uh Pull up to where you can see Mr. Underbarrel. Uh, that is his name, right? You didn't just make that up, and now I'm sticking with it. Okay. It's, not it's under barrel because Clinton said under bottom. It's under barrel. Okay. It's Chauncey under barrel. Thank you. Thank you. Or whatever uh, the other one was that you kept no, saying the other don't day. Don't say it. You don't even have to say it. Because no. <laughs> oh say yeah, Gooseberry. I'm gonna, make a, I'm gonna make a goofberry disease, and someone's gonna get it. <laughs> um, so, Mister Underbarrel, um, you see him. Uh, he seems to be sitting at the uh, the head of a very small, like one person cart, kind of. Um, I wouldn't call it a chariot, but it looks like kind of like a little one person cart. Um, and he's sitting there. He sees you all approaching, and he hops down kind of waves you down and it as you approach it's kind of like eh, like see i told you like i got everything for you um and he waves says oh, good good evening or good good morning everyone like you're you're here and i'm here no, you let's got, do a deal you got the goofberry disease you can't tell time anymore hey eh? because <laughs> i have no idea what you're talking about you sound like a fool very <laughs> <laughs> wine a little hard last night <laughs> Uh, I'm going to stop the wagon and climb up into the shell. Don't make jokes about Goofberry. It will melt your bones. <laughs> um, Go off in all different silly angles. <laughs> so you jump in where? Where into are you the, jumping? Into the shell. Jumping, into the shell. Climbing okay. up to yeah. the shell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. And the... The, the the dragon is kind of like like oh hey like you get this kind of surprised like huh, like kind of early see you here all right <laughs> well it's time the shell's going away but 
promise we have a new and better accommodations awaiting shortly. I will hold the bag open for him to scoop his coins in. He doesn't uh, begin to. I will do it. Make, a, make an animal handling check. Start being a bitch now and you're going to be out on your streets. Did you put them back in when you took them out the last time? Uh, yeah. Look at you. Uh, 17. 17. Uh, the, the... You get this feeling of sort of... Um... A little bit of excitement. Like, kind of a little bit of, like, giddiness. Like, ooh, something new. Um, and it... Sort of like a cat kicking its litter. It just turns around and starts kicking in all with coins <laughs> and shinily baubles and mouse skeletons and things like that. Um, and as it goes to leave, it just, it takes one of its tiny little claws and just, just scratches just a line in the very <laughs> bottom of the shell. I'll take out my and knife then, and then clings to your back and do the same <laughs> next to it. Okay. Yeah. So there are just these two parallel scratches in the very inside of the, uh, foil snail shell. I will climb down and out. Well, Mr. Underbottom, Underbarrel, excuse me, uh, I think it's all ready. You just kind of untie it and it's all yours. He just kind of points up and says, like, hey, hey. And some of the guys, there were these, you know, uh, workers, uh, laborers uh, in, the, in the wagons who hop off and uh, they sort of throw ropes kind of up around the shell as it weighs several hundred pounds and kind of tie it in a way where they can cut the other ropes and the shell um, falls off into one of their wagons uh, a long standing staple on the wagon of the blessed being sold for a uh, a new home in a way <laughs> A new, a new, a new symbol of status, a new symbol of their place in the world and in the kingdom. <clears throat> we shall see. And with that, the flail shell snow gets taken back into Marin's gate. He says, "Well, you'll find everything that we agreed to here. It should fit your schematics. Um, I have some men here, and they are waiting your carts. Where should we? When do we expect them? I am." Let's just say eager to start moving some business, given the news of the morning. Uh, well, you can just leave it here. We'll handle it when our carts come. You when do you want to load it? Where are they going to load it? Right into our cart. It's not going to fit. They can just leave it here and we'll handle it. Yeah, I mean, I can just lift things in her smaller form. It's fine. You do have the, the shipping all covered for it's, this, right? I mean, it doesn't yes, matter to you if we do or we don't. Well, these are my wagons that the things well, so are I'm in. I'm saying so you would... can unload them right here, and then it's not your problem anymore. It's our problem, right? Suit yourselves. <laughs> Boys, start unloading. And they just start taking the the pallets of wood and the, the the furniture and boxes that uh, are loaded down with different homewares and uh, load everything off of kind of in a large pile off to the side um, 
can outside of the main loading? gates. Yeah, you can absolutely assist in unloading. Um, and, I mean, it takes, you know, maybe 45 minutes, an hour to unload everything. Um, but eventually it is all done. And Mr. Underbarrel, which I've been saying goofberry in my head the whole time. <laughs> Like it's in my head. I'm like, as I'm like planning what I'm going to say next, I'm like, Goofberry, Goofberry. And and then it comes to, no. So anyway, Mr. Underbarrel says, well, it was a pleasure doing business with you all. Um, I assume you know to steer clear of Spanifix. Yeah. Pretty sure we, yep, yep, yes. Didn't we? Yep. Didn't yesterday? Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Never mind. Oh yeah, you guys told him. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Uh, he says, "Well, I assume you'll steer steer clear of Spanifix. I appreciate the. Uh, I got a little jump start on everyone else <clears throat> in changing some plans. Which of those plans I need to see to. So good day, and good luck." And he hops back in his little one-person wagon and whips it around and heads back into Marin's Gate, leaving you with a pile of lumber and stone and building materials, furniture, and home goods. It looks like a mix between a dumpster, weird tossaway thing at Lowe's and the, what's it, World Market. <laughs> bunch of random shit. Just a bunch of random shit. Uh... Yeah, like uh, Kaya, do you happen to have anything like we can, you know, put up a thing where not everyone can see us just loading all of this straight into a cart that it shouldn't fit into? I could put up the dome. I don't think that's big enough. I don't think it is either, but that's, I think, the only thing I can do. Let me flip through my book. I could... I mean... We could have the dome like right in front of the cart, so like we go into the dome, and then we get into the cart, and hopefully they don't see us going to the cart. Look, we're just throwing things into a opaque dome. Who knows what's at the bottom of it? What if we just like, yes, we can use perspective. Don't bother looking at us. What? Why don't we just give them something else to look at instead of trying to focus too much on covering up all of this? I mean, and. Our, back turn. An hour-long distraction might be hard to manage, but what about... Yes, let's go take off your clothes and run through the crowd of people. That should do it. I don't like this idea. I don't know if I like this idea either. That sounds like a short no. distraction, not a long distraction like we need. <laughs> okay, I hold could... on. <laughs> I could embiggen him. There's a perfectly adequate leg distraction. <laughs> <laughs> not if I enlarge you, it's not. Oh, no. <clears throat> uh, what Why don't we just start loading stuff in? No one's going to pay attention to us and be like, hey, wait a second. Well, I mean, if someone does, like, doesn't matter. I mean, yeah. it'd be nice to, like, have this thing as a, like, you know, back up in case shit hits the fan and no one knows we have it. I mean, if they, like, if they notice, we can always just, you know, 
Last time we said like wizards and stuff, so you know we can just say wizards and stuff. And look, they don't and have to worry once about it's it. All in there, we can always move the fortress to a different wagon. Yeah, we just let them know that Una's magic, and that'll. Solve no, that's it's no. Fine. All right. Well, it doesn't matter to me. I was just trying to keep, uh, you know, at least some security. Well, if anybody asks, it's the wagon itself that's magical, not something inside the wagon. Maybe they'll think it's like the haversack or the bag. It's a wagon of holding, if you will. They know that we came from Horn Rock, and just say it was a gift from them, like it was. Works for me. Well, I can't carry any of this, and it's not going to load itself, so, uh, come on. I mean, I think the dome would still be a good idea, just like in front of the catastrophe. Then they won't see us loading it in, and me picking things up. Okay, well, I'll do that then, and we'll see back if it helps. the wagon up to the edge of the pile, and wait for Kaya to cast the dome over the <laughs> pile of goods. Alright. <laughs> At least some Kaya, of it. <laughs> yeah, like, Kaya, you know, you back the wagon up, Kaya spends, I assume, 10 minutes, or do you use a spell slot? or 11 minutes, technically. Yes. 11 minutes. Yeah. And she casts a spell, and half the pile of raw materials and stuff disappears. Beneath an opaque am... dome. Beneath the opaque <laughs> dome. There we go. I am stuck in now though i can't i can't leave i have to stay in here with it so not that i was going to be much help getting well, it in anyway there's some nice but... plush chairs there you can pull up one of them and wait you know what that's a great idea and i will dig out my book of dwarvish language and start reading all right lex una all right and we'll start everything and taking it in <laughs> didn't mention like eric you really think what? he's going to do anything? I can't lift anything. His hands are so soft. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I got not so nice clothes on. I don't want to get him any dirtier. I can clean your clothes. I will I wanna uh, ask, too, before we get started. Who's got the, uh, the money? I mean, you have money from dragon i have our money that i've been holding on to i need 100 gold i believe right kaya yes do we just throw it in <laughs> no yeah, okay i <laughs> take out the plans and i say i need a, i need the gold that it takes to do this oh of course yep uh lex you or me you probably am i removing 100 gold Here's 20. Is it 100 or is it? <laughs> Do we know how much it is? <clears throat> Let's it consult. This Let's thing consult. will not work if we get it wrong. It will just yeah. consume all of the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be. Just 1,500 <laughs> gold pieces of materials. Materials sitting on the ground that we can't do anything with? Uh, it is. Where is the. It's in my items. I'll just find it. Yeah, we should have. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh. Arcane Good thing I was a tree. 
100, 100 gold pieces rolled in the schematic. Okay. <clears throat> so yeah, I hold out the plans. 100 gold. Are schematics big enough to hold 100 gold rolled up? Yeah. 100, 100 like, uh, quarters isn't that many quarters. It's like two rolls of quarters. Because well, the roll of quarters is what, $10? Yeah, yeah, roll for ten dollars. Ten of that. So that'd be forty. Three rolls of quarters. Plenty of room. Is that right? Am I mathing right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's plenty of room. I love that we all join each other every week to do math on camera. Oh, I love math. Uh, Gold, please. Money. I need twenty. Eighty more. Sixty more. I throw in twenty as well. Forty more. 40 from us. And I will <laughs> hobo bindle the gold up into the plans and walk through the door with it. All right. Pulling down on the tiny string that hangs from the brass orb. It's, pull it down and, and step through uh, the <coughs> pocket dimension portal. Um, as you step through, you can feel this really intense vibration uh, with the coins as uh, rolled into the schematics, uh, as the whole thing just sort of starts to vibrate really intensely and then starts to shrink in your hand until it just kind of pops out of existence. All right. And we got an hour, and I'll grab the lightest things I can and just start heaving them in. All right. <laughs> Pieces of, I, <laughs> I don't know. We'll grab the heaviest things she can grab and <laughs> throw it in. Alec, like we put any of it in that, that bag you have? Uh, yeah, I suppose. Let me, I'll have to get some of the stuff out of it. And I'll go in to where I know that there won't be things carpenterized and empty the bag out. Oh, no, I don't have it. Kai's got it. I have, well, like, you, the purse on one side. You must have taken it from her because you got the dragon stuff in there. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no I just put that in my satchel. satchel. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is a regular satchel. Got yeah. it. Okay. Yeah, he's with a dragon in the bag dragon. of holding. Well, dragon's no, on the dragon's holding. The dragon's clinging to his back. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'll just yeah try to facilitate as much as I can. Yeah, getting things as you as you go into the pocket dimension, you feel these tiny little claws just like sink into your skin, <laughs> like as the drag the pseudo dragon is just like gripping to you and you can feel it its wings kind of like wrap around you a little bit like it's just like hugging really tight uh and you get this sense of like confusion and fear as you step through that and are somewhere else uh well this is just a bit of magic uh sure you know what that is it's not harmful but this is where your new Lair will be. We have a shelf being made for you up high here on the ground floor where you can look down on everything and keep an eye on stuff. It's still just kind of like. Yeah, and I will get out of the way of anything that's yeah. being thrown in. Yeah, as stuff is getting thrown in, you see it like, I mean, it just kind of flies to whatever position it's supposed to go in. Um, they're putting it, I, I mean, the, the things that would be flying in kind of first, uh, you see, uh, what do we got in here? Uh, Wall, you know, rugs, rugs and blankets and um, 
pillows from cu- or uh, cushions of, of furniture, like flying and just sort of sitting in different places uh, around the tower. Um, but eventually, as the other pieces are brought in, they find their you know their mattress or their sofa or their spot on the floor beneath the table legs. Um, as everything is brought in, um, I would say right probably under an hour um as you all were i mean the there's a pretty succinct pile you have a very you know you just gotta chuck it in the in the doorway basically yeah um you're able to pretty quickly move and huck everything in um i would say um i want yeah una and lex you guys are the ones moving stuff right yeah moving the heavy stuff at least moving it and the other three of you aren't doing anything, right? I mean, I'm not going to be able to help. Okay. I'm more uh, of a help I will... light stuff as I get bored. Uh, I'll, I'll okay. arrange stuff inside the dome, like for easy, easier moving towards. Okay. Make an yeah. intelligence check, Kaya. Eric, I'm assuming you're uh, doing the bare minimum, so I'm not going to have you roll anything. You're probably like, here's a couch cushion. Like, oh, I found a doily. Like, here you go. <laughs> Ooh, with my plus five intelligence that I just got because we leveled up, I got a nine. A nine? Yep, okay. a nine. She impedes us more than she helps us. All right. Uh, I want Una and Lex to both make uh, make strength strength checks for me. Uh, should I rage or not? <laughs> no. You rage for a minute. <laughs> Something. I mean, if you're gonna rage, if you're gonna rage, you can rage then we're seconds. jumping right back to the very beginning of the of the loading process because interesting things go. can happen. Luna <laughs> has a twelve. Explosive plumps help carry the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say once you rage, I can stab you with a dagger over and over and over oh, again. Yeah. So <laughs> keep you raging. Watching as this guy's like, keep going, <laughs> keep loading, tapping. Don't guy. stop now. <laughs> uh, that's a twenty-five from Lex. Okay, Una, what'd you roll? Uh, that was a twelve. A twelve. Um, you successfully get everything to the uh into the the tower, but so there were like three or four guys that helped you unload everything from the initial wagons. So the two of you were really pulling double duty. Um, Lex, you bearing down, focusing, just hauling shit. You're, uh, you are drenched in sweat after an hour from a lot of fast manual labor, but otherwise none the worse. Una, you do take a point of exhaustion from also not being this is some of the first hard manual labor you've ever done in your life as far as <laughs> unloading loading things you so you do take a point of exhaustion there it is uh but you all i assume go inside your tower and it is is as if allies drawing has come off the page into reality as you step through uh the portal you are greeted by a 
uh, cozy and warm abode. Um, you, there is a fireplace that, even without wood, just seems to sort of burn pleasantly uh, in perpetuity. Uh, there, the uh, kitchen is stocked with everything that you would need to prepare a meal, but not necessarily food. There's not food. It's not loaded out with food. <laughs> just the, the things that you would need to prepare the meal. Um, and uh, your the rest of the, the towers is exactly as you all kind of envisioned it. Um, you can see, you know, here and there, it was clear that Underbarrel probably made some choices to get the the amount, you know, traded for the amount given uh, to where he wanted it. Uh, you have a very nice, hard, thick, um, wooden round table. The chairs are a little cheap looking, though. They're fine. I mean, they're they're chairs, but like it's like the table is really nice. And the chairs are, you know, OK. All right. Um, but overall, everything is new. It's clean, it's comfy, it's cozy, and it's yours. Una, can you give me a hand here for a second? And I will lead Class us. Class on the ground. <laughs> I just, In just the real quick, just real quick. I'm so tired. We have to I? get this little guy saddled, saddled in, and then you can rest. Oh my goodness. Okay, where, where is he going? Just above the sofa here. And there's okay. a shelf there with the like um, little. I just put her hands it. out. Like, um, we don't really talk um that much. Um, but like, no, you can just did... lift me up, and I can put him up there. Okay, you're... good, good. I didn't know if he wanted me to touch him, and I'll pick Ally up. And I will okay. dump the satchel out into the uh, shelf, and the pseudo dragon just jumps down into the pile of stuff, and he folds his little wings over him as he nestles into the pile of stuff, sort of hiding away from it all in the comfort of his little treasure hoard. Um, and you get this like, oh, thank God, oh, thank God, oh, thank God. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's here, it's here. I knew it. Trust him. Um, should we get him a bowl so nothing falls off? There's like a lip on the shelf. Okay. So it'll be fine. I think he'll watch over it pretty well. I'm sure if something falls off, he'll he's more than capable of getting it and bringing it back up there. Okay. I'm, I'm going to go gonna... through and inspect everything, make sure it's all to the drawings. Uh, yeah. I mean, you go through um, floor by floor. Um, you know, first floor everything is as you laid it out um you get the sense that you may have to um the one thing that you may have to do is change out the bath water as it doesn't yeah actually i mean that's easy. no yeah <laughs> we got a, a decanter if, of endless water it's yeah. true we just you install do have that. that in the bathroom <laughs> Yeah. Do we That's have like a pipe going done. from the tub to the outside and just like <laughs> just dump it out into the void? Yeah. If you were to if you were to hook up a drain in the tub and have it go into the floor and have it drawn up like it's supposed to like drain the tub, it'll drain the tub. That's how it that. was drawn. <laughs> that does, does the tower. You can't say it under the tub, but it was drawn that way. 
Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Same with yeah. outhouse, by the way. Same sure. With the because I'm not interested in have you guys do like <laughs> micromanage. <quests>. Yeah. <laughs> Drain the, the tub drains. The tub drains. Uh, the place is not stocked. Who's with carrying food. a bathwater out today? With <laughs> <laughs> our Lex. Who's doing it? <laughs> Roll the athletics check to have clean water. Constitution save throw. You develop a nasty toenail fungus because you've not cleaned out the bathroom. <laughs> but bath yeah, water I will drop. <laughs> I will leave the uh, decanter ventless water in the bathroom. Or okay, maybe in the kitchen actually. Yeah, in the kitchen. Okay. I mean, they're not that far sanitary. from each other. Yeah. Yeah. Make a note that that's in there. Um, and but yeah, I mean everything else is um, yeah, good to go. Uh, there is the only locked door, uh, is the one to your treasure room, which despite the imagery does not have a pile of gold in it. I don't think, <laughs> uh, but included that, in the stuff we requested <laughs> that does have a, um, a key to it that is just kind of in the door. Um, it is a DC 17 lock on that door. So it's a solid Saw door. The rest of the doors are kind of cheap. Like you could probably, you know, they're not that tough. But it was clear from the schematics of what this room was, and so under a barrel, did you did you solid and put a a good door on it? I, I can will, open that door in my sleep. Yeah, take. I'll take all of the cage parts to up and put them together up there, outside the treasure room. Okay. I will leave and keep a watch out. So people don't see like a free wagon with no one around it and take it. Are you doing the periscope eye or you're leaving the I'm leaving. Like, out? I'll be out there. Got it. All right. So there are empty bookshelves, an empty larder. Um, but again, like, you know, this is for, uh, well, for some of you, maybe the first first space that's ever been like truly i guess your own or the first home you've had in a while um or maybe a poor replacement for a home that you once had i don't know it's up to all <laughs> it's up to your individuals i will uh go up the stairs and open the door to the room that we had previously discussed was mine since we had assigned rooms earlier. And I'll take it in for a minute. Run my hands over the desk and take out from my bag the inkwell, the yellow flowers on it that Marcus had gotten for me. And I'll put it on the desk. And I will take out the drawing of a dragon that Ally made for me. And I'll put that up against the wall on the desk. And then I will sit in the chair for a few moments at the desk and just sit there for a little while. So one thing I noticed, Clinton, is that everyone seems to have a window in their room. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. <laughs> or I like just read it as I was doing it. I was like, oh, Tix, yeah. Tix, <laughs> there's a few extra windows in this place. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Um, 
Unless Lex, you're okay with just being in the dark. <laughs> we all know I probably glow in the dark at this point, so it's fine. Although I guess it'd be Lex and Ally without windows, technically. But anyway. All right. I'm just going to be stuck on the couch for a second. <laughs> Underneath the pseudo-dragon? Yeah, yeah. Lex will probably be uh, arranging some of the books he's had gifted to him and picked up throughout the uh, journey. Just on the little... Uh, I believe he has just like a table in his room that he can put that by. Um... And then remember that, yeah, he does have uh, one that he meant to bring up to Kaya, at least. Alright, there's a little... I don't know, Kaya, if you wrap on the side of the opening of your door as you see Lex <laughs> standing there. <laughs> the door well, breaks. we already need a new door. Great, perfect. Lex? Hey, Kaya. Uh, sorry to bother you. Um, oh no, you're not, you're not bothering me. I just was getting used to having some space. Oh. It's nice. It looks better than I imagined. I know it does look nice. Um, I just got a couple books in mind right now, but, uh, kind of what I want to talk to you about, um, I tried looking for anything that was like a magic book. I think I told you that already, but I couldn't find anything that called out like that. But um, I did find this, and I got kind of a weird feeling from it. I pull out the uh, um, that uh, the untitled book. demon book. Yeah, the untitled demon book. Untitled Demon Game. <laughs> what what does this book look like or feel like? Does it just feel like a book? It's a, 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 a black leather bound book. Um, it looks like that some of the binding at one time may have been like a, a gold or a yellow string, but like just age and decay and some repairs here and there have like some of it is red, some of it is just really faded. Um, you know, it, it looks like a you know, at one time it was probably a very nice book, but has since succumbed to just time and wear and use. Wow. Uh, this is this is incredibly old. Yeah, and I didn't get a lot of what's in it, but one thing did kind of stick out, and I will leaf back through. Um the page with the uh, wreath of thorns. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh. Okay. Do you... Does it tell you what it is? Uh... What language is the book in? It would be... Sorry, hold on. I'm just looking something up. Uh...
It would be in, uh, in common. Um, then I scan the page around the wreath of thorns for information. Yeah. Um, the entry is regarding Vashar the Toilbringer who on a quick scan it looks like is a minor demon um, who again old book um, is a minor demon who is called on uh, when really when people want to harm others that's sort of just at a quick glance what you get out of it Uh, but it's very clearly the same sim- the same iconography as what you encountered with Grizzle. Uh, well, it gives me some information. It all it all seems to make sense. A minor demon interested in hurting people that fits in with what we know about Grizzle. I'll dig through it some more and see what I can find later. All right. Um, yeah, just seemed like, uh, something worth picking up. Definitely. Speaking of picking things up, uh, and I dive into the bag of holding, you gave everybody presents for your found day, or your birthday, or whatever we were celebrating, but, um, I'm used to giving somebody presents on, on their birthday. So, I got you this, and I get out the fishing pole and tackle. I don't, I don't know when you're going to get a chance to use this, but I thought maybe you could use another hobby. Um, you know, like when we've got free time, when we've stopped for the evening, or when things aren't so stressful. Uh, this is a really good way to, to calm your brain. Um, you know, my, my mother's people are, were fishing people, so... Well, I hope you like it. This is for you. And I pass it over to him. Uh, well, thank you. I I haven't gotten to actually go properly fishing since I was off in Dagger Bluff, so... Um, This will be kind of... Oh, good. You know how? You used to use, like, fishing poles that were, like, 15 feet long to, like, really cast out from the bluffs themselves. Um, this is a, you kind of, it's like, ah, the, you know, I guess this is a fishing pole. It's like a lot, you know, it's puny compared to what you're used to, but you're like, yeah, I know how to use this thing. Does it have Snoopy um, on it? <laughs> I, you know, I was thinking Mickey Mouse. <laughs> that was my, <laughs> was Mickey Mouse, but <laughs> the button. <laughs> the Spider-Man fishing pole. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's rad. Cause it's like the. <laughs> there we go camera got that I'm, I'm glad you know how to use it because I certainly don't oh did you wanna learn how to fish Being sure at some village? point <laughs> well it's for you so whatever you end up doing with it okay well again I, I thank you you're welcome. Happy birthday. Thanks. Sorry it's late. Thanks. Well, uh, I, I say, putting the book on the desk. I wonder 
where everybody else is. Should go find out, probably. I'll go down the stairs. <laughs> After Lex, if that's where he went, or past yeah. him if he went into his room. Yeah, you guys are pretty used to, like, all being crammed in this wagon. Like, it's... You know, it's... Lex actually decides to head upstairs to the top. Okay. Yeah. Um, Lex, what do you do once you get up there? Just kind of the... look over the edge, like, see what all's out there. Throw the fishing yeah, line they're... off. <laughs> There's this, like, very far-reaching... It, it, it seems like it's, like, not far away. Like, you could throw something at it and hit it. But yet, at the same time, it seems like it's extremely far away. Just this roiling mass of, of color and light. Um, and that's what, what you see when you look up, when you look at the horizon, and when you look over the edge of the tower itself. Out of curiosity, he will cast the fish line off the edge. <laughs> the whole thing explodes and we all die. Yeah. End of campaign. <laughs> End of campaign. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> so it's on the table. <laughs> I gotta see what the rules are. Um, I was trying to remember what they were earlier. So I would think, oh. I would think, I would think that because in the rules, because again, this is a completely you know made up item. I'd actually have. I have on here stuff about creatures who leap off, climb down the outer walls, fly off, fall out, or otherwise leave the confines of the top of the fortress or more than 15 feet above. So I'm going to also say that that applies for objects. So objects automatically fail in an intelligence saving throw. Um, hold on. <laughs> if you break this two seconds after I gave it to you, I'm gonna be so sad. It's a very right. likely thing to do, at least. Though. You you cast the line out, and it goes flying, and it just sort of drops. You just let it. Do you do you let it stop at any point? Do you start reeling oh, it? It's just. I'll probably start reeling it. It's like okay, okay. Like, how long is yeah. This, like. Yeah, and then you start reeling it in, um, and as you do, there is a. You look over the edge, and you can see that there's a line of of fire following the line of fishing pole up, like the line of your fishing line is on fire, like slowly crawling up it. I'll snip it. <laughs> <laughs> so you just cut it. And I walk away like, oh, that, was <laughs> that never happened. <laughs> Whistling to myself, just tie off the new tackle, and it's like, we're good. <laughs> All right. Uh, Kaya, you go looking for everybody else. What are you doing? Don't look out the windows, please. <laughs> I look out the windows to see a line of fire. <laughs> the windows just reflect the outside weather. Yes. Oh, that's know. right. That's oh. right. Which, by the way... <laughs> How wet oh was God. all of this wood as we carried it in? <laughs> it was pretty wet, because it was partly cloudy <laughs> but and rainy. There was sun and clouds and rain today. Um, kind of that weird, one of those weird days where it'll be sunny, and then it'll that's, start raining. That's and where all the, water that's, goes away. all the water that's currently in the bathtub came from. Yes. All the water that was drenching all of the, the raw materials. Yes. Why does the bathtub smell like cedar? <laughs> 
Uh, let's see here. But Eret, as you are kind of sitting outside monitoring the situation, making sure no one comes and you know messes with your wagon, uh, the rain clears and you are greeted by a high noon bright sun in a cloudless sky. I will step out of the fortress and say, well, Eret, shall we get a move on? No time like the present. I will take the reins and usher us along our journey to Chastille. Alrighty. Um, first thing I'll note is that you guys are in a sector of the the hex, the, the weather hex flower that you've never been in before. <laughs> and it's so sunny and rainy. No, yeah. that, hey, uh, it is sun. It is just oh. sun. That is all the there is. The drought is coming. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, but uh, so who's driving the wagon? Why? Ally Yeehaw's the wagon. You all spin around or make your way to the road, however the cart was positioned, and begin heading south. Uh, it'll take about half a day or so to reach the fork in the road that will take you east, west towards Chastile. Uh, and that's... should we, Eric? Should we get supplies before we take off? There's a whole kitchen in there with no food in it. Oh, I thought we were just gonna finish off the trail rations and get new supplies when we get there. What if there's not supplies when we get there? Uh, the whole city was like ransacked, right? I mean, we can go to Windhaven. There is, so you would know by looking at the map, too, that you will pass right by the city town of Midvale in the Tribreeze Valley. Perfect. And I will continue us along. Cool. Um, so I'm, I'm just curious, too, about what people may, you know, if there are any thoughts on how folks will be spending downtime as, you know, you're no longer just crammed into a wagon or walking alongside it because una again you can't walk alongside the horses anymore they're too fast <laughs> um that's just you know they've grown up uh <laughs> they got a new pair of sneakers and yes they got, some, they got some air jordans and they're out of here <laughs> now they're fast we all um, have more time to bully una <laughs> <laughs> no so, you know, you all have hanging out space, sleeping space, studying space, training space. Um, what are you all planning on kind of, I guess, and are you, are you planning on stopping by anywhere? You're just heading and talk straight to the granny or are we just going to go on by? Just go by. Yeah, we can just go by. Should we, should we just there? check in? She might have some information. She does have eyes and ears all over the place. We should. I think we should check in. It wouldn't hurt. I'll stay in the wagon. Not too far out of the way. It's and quite literally on the road. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I guess when we get there, we'll swing by in there. But. Ally, for the most part, when he's got down time, down time, down time will be yeah, just key channeling and practicing that and meditating. 
I will. He's trying to figure out currently, so he's up on the. Uh, how high is the like ramparts or whatever you want to call them? On the top, what? Like the edge of the tower, the top of the tower. How high is it in comparison to, to like the, the bottom level? No, to the floor of the like. So like from the, the top the of the tower, how oh, high up I is see. the wall? Okay, I gotcha. Uh, it's in here. Um, the top of the fortress and beyond. And beyond. Uh, the top of the fortress has... It just says short battlements around the edges. Um, so, I mean, they would be maybe three feet high. All right. Three, four That's feet high. Short. That's as tall as some of the people in the party. <laughs> That's uh, something to trip on for another member of the party. I guess he's on the ground floor then. Uh, behind, like moving, he's moved the table out of the way and is attempting to run along the wall of the fortress and failing. But he's trying to figure out Got how it. to run along the side of the wall. Got it. But you're driving right now. Yeah, when he's not driving, general, that's what he's that's what he's doing. He's trying to figure out how to like run along walls. Gotcha. He knows right. he can do it. He just has to focus his key into his feet to uh, you know. Do it's actually the pinky shit. toe. That's the secret. <laughs> so right into the pinky toe. That's where the secret of wall running is. Yeah. And then Una will probably take over driving every now and then because if she can't walk with them. I was like, well, I can at least sit out here. Um, so you can go in, ally, and keep running at the wall. I don't know why. I'm, I'm trying to figure fine. it out. I know that if I can channel my key into the bottoms of my feet and exert enough pressure to, you know, like cancel out the effects of gravity, then I can run along this wall. I'm just close to figuring it out. I wish you luck. I mean, yeah. If you figure it out, uh, you should probably show Lex how to, too. Just maybe. I, It'd be good I, for him. He'd probably have to start much simpler things. But yes, try, I suppose. Do you want to try? I could try and teach no, you. No, no. I'm not very good at... I, I don't think I could... The walls are too short. Yeah, that's fair. And I would also fall. And I would prefer not to. Also fair. Doesn't hurt that much when I fall. He falls and just like <laughs> gently floats <laughs> down. <laughs> um, I'm a bit, I'm a bit bigger. When I fall, it's more of like a, a small sapling. Um, I'd rather not. It hurts, kind of. Please no. Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, we wouldn't have to start with the running on the walls. We could start with like focusing your key. I have that. What? I, have, I, don't know. I, mean, I have stuff like Kai. I have magic. Oh. I have magic, but I don't have key. I don't think. No, well, everyone has key. Everything has key. That's how I say fight that. is by manipulating people's key. You know, I don't hit things very hard, but it seems to do a lot. Yeah. That's me manipulating their key. Hmm. I think I'll just stick to magic. Fair enough. I mean, 
I'm sure I couldn't learn magic, so. I think Kai could probably teach you. She reads books on it more than I do. Mm, probably not, though. I mean, I could try. Do you think she could teach me how to breathe fire? I mean, I can just have... if I, Do you want to breathe fire? I mean, this sounds pretty cool. Breathing acid would be even cooler. I, I, can't, I can't give you acid, but I mean, like... Like one minute, I suppose. If you want to go upstairs and breathe fire for a bit. <laughs> I mean, we can. Should we get Lex and go see this? I'm sure he'd like it. Can he I'm do it too? Drive. I mean... Lex, or Eric, the pretty boy can drive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least one of you at a time, but it'd be like two minutes. Clip and Clopper is kind of pulling the wagon around, like off the side of the road a little bit. <laughs> I looked before to see if I would be any good at it, and I have a minus one to my animal handling, so I was like, I'm not even going to volunteer ever. I will drive the wagon sometimes, too. I am weirdly proficient in specifically land vehicles. <laughs> That's all we need. I'm not proficient in land vehicles or animal handling, and somehow I ended up the yeah. I, mean, I probably still have a higher animal handling than most people, though. I don't have proficiency in animal handling, but at least I can talk to them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I'd be yeah. rolling a plus four for anything animal handling with this cart. <laughs> Right, so as you all dilly dally about and swap drivers and the like, um, very quickly, I mean, within a matter of a few hours, thanks to Clip and Clop's new kicks, um, you are approaching the fork in the road where you can either head towards the Tribreeze Valley uh, or deeper south in the eastern range towards the Burundo Lowlands. Um, but you see the familiar sight of the small stone watchtower that sort of rests as a checkpoint uh, at this crossroad. And you can see a crowd of about a dozen angry people gathering outside. And we will take a quick break and we will be right back. Stick around, everyone. Welcome back to episode 40 of Duck Duck Dice. Uh, the Blessed have just left Marin's Gate after getting their Gaverfinkian Pocket Fortress Tower all set up. Um, so as you um, approach, I guess, who would be, you know, a few hours in, who's who's driving the wagon? Mm. I'm willing to take a shot at it. <laughs> all right, Lex. You see um, up ahead as you approach the sort of checkpoint tower, um that there seems to be like a group of like a dozen or so people um, sort of, I would say there seems to be some frustration in their interaction with the guard uh, that is addressing them. Are they coming? Are they heading toward okay. uh gate or away? I mean, you're not sure they're standing outside of the tower, this okay. guard tower. You're not sure. Um, make an insight check. Yeah. Um, that's only a 10. Only a 10 is still good enough. Um, no horses, no wagons, no bags, no gear, 
this is clearly a group of people who have who managed to get out of Spanifix. Um, are we being flagged down to slow down at all, or? Nope. Um, I will just kind of give a bit of a wide berth with the cart and continue trotting along. All right. Yeah. You roll by this sort of angry group of people, um, and continue your way west toward the Tribreeze Valley. Uh, let's see here. Let's pull up a map here to figure out how long it's going to take you. Let's see here. Half a day. Where's my music play? Play music play. This song might be broken. I hear it. Do you really? Yeah, yeah, I can hear it. Why am I not hearing it? Can Danny or Una hear yep. it? Yeah, yeah, I hear it. <laughs> 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 yeah, it happens to the best of us. I mean, is this just my name now? What is that? Now you know how we feel. You said that like I made it. <laughs> now you know how we feel. <laughs> I didn't want you to feel this way. We were. Uh, all... <laughs> um. So you all head. I guess I can just look on roll twenty because I have that option because I have the map on there. Um, yeah, it's probably not very long. Uh, about maybe an hour or so past the the tower that you arrive outside of the temple to Gringaris, the sort of simple looking stone temple uh, that sits kind of recessed off the road amongst a small cluster of trees on the north side of the road. Um, as you approach, because Lex, I'm pretty sure you're, you're rolling up there. Right? Yeah. Okay. Um, you can see that there is a, another small wagon there. Which you've never really seen before. Does it look like, is there anything about it kind of Sets apart from any other wagon we've seen, or just small wagon? Other than the fact that it's covered in Tyrannosaurus Rexes? 18 no. of them. <laughs> <laughs> All within a three-foot space. <laughs> <laughs> no, it looks like it's a uh, it's a very small wagon. Um, but it's kind of just, like, parked off um, sort of between the church and Helena's little cottage that's behind it. We'll pull up off the path and across from it, I guess. Sure. Yeah, um, you set up and... Uh, is anyone, uh, like, nearby the wagon either, or is it just kind of parked out there and no one's around? Make a uh, perception check. Twelve. Um, you don't see any people, um, but you do see like a, a little bit of, of a distance away, a couple dozen feet um, from where the wagon is 
um, sort of away from the area between the church and the cottage. Um, looks like a fairly large pile of freshly moved earth. Oh. I think I know what's going on here. Um, I'll get everything parked and uh, the horse is settled and walk back into the tower. You see Una watching Ally try to run and <laughs> just falling off the wall over it. He, <laughs> damn. <laughs> damn. <laughs> just back and forth, back and forth. Any luck with it? Not yet. Soon, I'm telling you, soon. Um, we're still gonna win. It's fine. Anyways, we're we're here. Um, I get the feeling there might be bodies that may have been carted out of Spanifix out here. Well, what do you mean? Well, I mean that might be a bit of a stretch since of how far away it is, but. There's another card here. I don't see anyone else, but there's a bunch of upturned earth and thinking about what's been going on. That's what comes to mind for me. Is Did you see Helena? Not yet. I just got the card stopped and wanted to let you all know that we're good to meet up with her, I guess. We should go check on her. Supposing we will. Zach, move your mic closer to you. Here. Any better? Uh, okay, let's go see. I'll wander out towards the temple. Alright. Yeah, and he- heading into the temple, um, sort of true to form, n- never a task that is completely done. Uh, you open the door and you can see uh, Helena about all the way down at the bottom of the temple. Um, it's kind of this, you know, this half bowl, almost um, lecture hall kind of style looking church with the oddly large stained glass wall at the bottom and the far end of it. Uh, she seems to be at the top of a very tall ladder. And she's just, you can just hear that as she's polishing the stained glass of the massive wall. Um, There is, though, another figure seated in the pews of the church um, who, at the sound of of an open door, sort of just kind of like hunches down a little bit. Their back facing towards you, just a purple tunic and a hood. And Helena looks back from the letter. She goes, oh, back again so soon. And she very slowly starts coming down the ladder. We thought we'd check in. She's waddling up towards you. She says, well, I assume you know the... What's going on in Spanifix? We're aware. Mm. Terrible business. I'd imagine it complicates things a bit. 
I guess a little. But... Dragons tend to complicate most matters. That's true. Or at least I assume they do. No matter their size. She says, well... Uh, I'll lower my voice. New friend? Old friend. Actually, perhaps somebody you should meet. And Helen just kind of looks over his shoulder and and this two yellow eyes beneath a long black beak and rich dark feathers turn very quickly as you stare into the face of a bird-like humanoid creature. Um, everyone, I saw that, Alex. I saw that. <laughs> Uh, looks back at you. Uh, everyone, make a uh, make a history check for me. Eighteen. <coughs> Eleven. Eighteen. Four. Uh, okay. Nine. Net twenty. Nine. Net twenty. Um, everyone except Lex uh, would. This is very clearly a Kenku. Um, I do not claim to say how you would view Kenkus as a character. However, in Amber Rush, they are viewed as social pariahs for the most part. Uh, they are outcasts, outsiders, um, not just just generally not liked creatures with a bad reputation as thieves and backstabbers and untrustworthy creatures whether that reputation is earned or not who knows so however you would like to treat a kenku as far as these creatures go it's up to you but i'm just letting you know how the general populace of most of amber rush would treat such a creature hey ally yeah is that a bird? Uh, yeah. Okay. It's, it's the more close. Huh? <laughs> he said, "I didn't know they wore clothes." Oh. Hmm. Some of them do, I guess. That one does. It's kind of cool. <laughs> and. The Kenku sort of gingerly approaches, and you see it reach into this pack on its side and pull out this little book, start looking, and then you hear it just sort of... Uh, let's see here. Um, you actually hear, kind of low, a fairly deep voice, a deep male voice speaking some sort of arcane language as she sort of just, well, actually, would you? Yeah. Um, a voice that seems to almost not belong to this creature as they kind of move their feather fingered hands and this purple spectral hand just sort of appears and just like waves at you. Luna hides behind Kaya. And Elena says, 
This is my friend, Woosh. Woosh has been bringing me supplies and the like and things I need for, well, many, many years. And, well, she's at a bit of... Er, they're at a bit of a crossroads. As their faithful horse companion suffered an injury on the way here and, well, we had to put the poor beast down. Oh, ah. wait. Oh, no. He just waited. It, oh, no. That's... That's too bad. Nice to meet you, Woosh. Just the hand sort of, like, waves back at you. It's a very neat trick. <laughs> Alanis, yes, she. God damn, they they know a few, and well, you won't find many many Kenku traveling across the kingdom like Wush has, but they're very capable. Their former master really showed them a few things, so they could fend and take care of themselves out here. In the wider world. But. Woosh is a. Um, well. A skilled wagon driver. A wagoneer. A carer of animals. They've. <laughs> I thought you said a carer of animals. <laughs> a a, a carer of animals. <laughs> a carer of animals. That's what I heard. That's what I heard. <laughs> Guys, put in our adventuring party name. It's a new unit. They have a box of Danimals. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, that's nice of them. Are we going to share? Um, and well, if perhaps your coming here is fortuitous, but Woosh, it seems now, is without transport and they're without well, purpose. Isn't that right? And it's kind of frantically shake their head. So, I don't know if you're looking for a, a wagon driver as well as somebody who is handy around the the ling tonglers and the, the jing janglers of, of wagons, but Woosh here is one of the best. Crinkenstoopers. Yes. It takes a deft hand to understand how to manipulate a Crinkenstooper just right. And There's a whole here. book series on it. <laughs> <laughs> Is a horser or a horseman? <laughs> they are a, a very it's very experienced in, in the horsery. Horsery. <laughs> Well, I don't really think um, we have much room on the wagon for another body. Fair enough. Just saying. We don't. <clears throat> no, I mean, it's not that big of a wagon. Pretty much full up with the five of us. Uh, Woosh, which, which direction were you heading? Uh, the hand just... Points west. 
They were going back to Chastile. They just dropped off supplies for me. That's where they spend most of their time is in and around that city. Do you have much news from Chastile? We heard there was an attack recently. Um, Helen just kind of looks at uh, Woosh and Woosh just puts their hand kind of over their eyes and just sort of shakes their head like no. Woosh was there when the attack happened. They managed to get out. From what we've discussed, it seems that well, the attack may have been oh shoot, I don't even have that in the here, in my new updated calendar. That was one of the things I meant to put in here. Um, I think it was like 10 days ago or something that the uh, attack happened. Um, the city is still somewhat reeling. It was quite a blow to the kingdom. With a dragon in the south and the whatever comes from fallout of the Waterworld Woodlands. It's... Well, like we've talked about, be vigilant. Trying times are ahead. Does what happened in Chastile sound anything like what you've kind of had us sent out to go and stop? Or is this just another complication? Well, the threat of the orcs, that seems to me organic. However, there seems to be a touch of darkness, a touch of death. Maybe not even a touch, a full-fisted hand that was over the orc forces when they first struck. And something happened at the Great Tower of the Yindir Arcanum, from what I hear. Something... Something otherworldly. Seems like too much of a coincidence to be a coincidence. The do, Tell me, do you know anything of the Yindir Arcanum? I will look to anyone else in the party. <laughs> uh, do I know anything about them? Um, I would say Una... Era and Kaya make a history check. I feel like we may have hit on this before, but we'll see. It's a beautiful three. Hey, 22. Uh, 22. Okay. Um, yeah, so both uh, Era and Kaya, you know that the Yindir Arcanum is sort of the seat of magical power within the Fire Swain Kingdom. Sort of the um, final word in magical allowance and restrictions uh, within within the kingdom. Um, it doesn't necessarily have a like a control over all magic users in the in the kingdom, but if you want to like 
rigorously study magic or anything like that. Um, you have to really abide by uh, the rules of the Yindir Arcanum. Um, and Helena tells you as well, there is also the fact of well, the Yindir Arcanum long ago are the ones that really work to cover up the knowledge of the Shadow Sun and some of the early legends of what took place eons ago. My guess is that perhaps not all of the secrets were hidden. Perhaps something was in that tower. And now, perhaps the Umbral Order has knowledge that is dangerous for them to possess. That is just my hunch. I think it is incumbent upon you all to find out what was taken from that tower and figure out how it may play into the plans of the Umbral Order and the potential awakening of the Shadow Sun. Um, why would you want to go back in that direction? Who are um, you speaking to? Whoosh? Whoosh. From behind Kaya. <laughs> um... She's tiny right now. Don't worry. You get. She sort of just open, or they sort of just open their mouth, and you hear this sort of gentle movement of water, slowly kind of rolling back and forth. I mean. That's, uh, that's an answer. Okay. There is a large lake within Trastiel. Okay. Woosh is a fan. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know lakes could have groupies. Well, Woosh appreciates the simple things. A clear sky at night. Maybe Cloudless horizon. Hmm? Maybe we can go fishing while we're there. If you go back there, whoosh, what will you do? Look for another horse for your wagon, or? They just drug. Well, we might be able to help you get in that direction. Aaron said we didn't have any room on in the wagon, but I, I mean, I do want to help them get there. Uh, I'm pretty sure we can make room in the wagon. Yeah, I guess we could. Helena, if, if Woosh can't deliver supplies to you any longer, 
How will you get them? I'll figure it out. I'm an old woman, but I'm capable. I'll figure it out. There might be um, a small influx of, of people here because of the dragon and Spanifix. We saw a lot of people coming to Marin's Gate. Um, I don't know if they'll make it this way, but... I don't know. It's just something to consider, I guess. He sort of just touches your face very gently and she says, Oh, child, I've seen much change in my time. You are young, although I know you have seen a lot. Change is inevitable. And right now, perhaps the tides of chaos are just rolling a bit in Amber Rush. It is what it is. Well, I I think we could probably make room for Woosh. And I look at everybody else. Does anyone <coughs> disagree? I will pull Helena aside. In all of my yeah. dealings with Panku, they've been less than savory. Yes, that's not an uncommon experience, unfortunately. Woosh I have found to be different, though, and I imagine it has something to do with... Well, whoever raised them in the past, you'll get glimpses of his voice every now and then from them. But whoever it was taught them some magic. And all I can say is I have ne'er missed... A copper piece in the presence of Woosh. They're okay. a simple creature that appreciates their freedom and being on the go. I, know I can understand much like that. I can understand not wanting to bring them into your presence, but Woosh will sleep outside, tend to horses. They've truly been good to me, and I just wish at least for them to get back to Chastile to try to perhaps figure out what their next move is from there. You are willing to vouch for them. And it's not a story uh, too dissimilar from my own. I think that I will look past any past dealings I've had with Kenku and well, I'm fine with it, Kaya. You keep cutting out, Charla. Oh. What we got? It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Important parts. Exactly. Well, looks like my opinion's in the minority here. As long as it doesn't molt all over, I think we'll be fine. They molt? I mean, I molt. And oh. it's not all over. Well, not right now. I mean, I haven't molted in probably about time. This summer it'll probably happen. We get a stretch of days where there's no rain. My skin will dry out and, you know? Will it be like a whole another little ally? 
No, it's just my does skin. Does it come off in like one piece? I know, but like, is it like in a piece or is it just like parts? Is it I mean, like... I'm, I'm not a tiny little lizard. It's going to come off in parts. Okay. As you're talking about this, uh, you hear this like an excited dog pant, like, <laughs> and Whoosh comes up to you, ally, and is holding out, pulls up from its bag of water skin, and is just moving its uh, fingers around, um, pinching a little something into the container. And again, you can hear the mumbled voice of this of a deep voiced man uttering arcane words as you see this water skin just kind of like fill up with water and they just excitedly present it to you. Oh, I, I appreciate it. I mean, I'm, I'm not in danger of drying out. I have water, but I appreciate it. Just kind of pull it back a little bit and then Woosh is just trying to show you how useful they are. <laughs> The, the whoosh is used to having to try to convince people of either good or even neutral intentions, so they may come on a little strong at times. Well, then why don't I take whoosh to go meet the horses? I'll, I'll come with. <laughs> well, come on, whoosh. Just out here. They uh, walk outside with you, um, and approach the horses, and with a deft hand, sort of just reach out towards Clip and Clop with this, you know, this feathered limb, um, a creature that they've probably never seen before. Um, but immediately you can tell Una sets them at ease and they are very passive as Woosh seems to kind of look over and admire these horses, um, feeling the legs, checking the, the zip bobblers, see if they're <laughs> strapped on tight enough. Uh, and, uh, as and then kind of just turns around and you hear a uh, like just a kind of like ding like just a pleasant little ring as the spectral hand sort of pops up and gives you a, a thumbs up good horses well this one's clip and this one's clop am I right Una I didn't mix them up did I this one's clip you're, you're cutting out again over there is that better yeah yes. yeah okay yep you mean you got it right uh yeah they seem to like them okay and you just hear a like like a you know the like we can't but hear you hear it like just you, you can't no no specifically that I got with the clicking of the hooves. No. Can't huh. it. Up. no. Wow, that's no. weird. That's so weird. Discord was like really canceling loud. it. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had coconuts. <laughs> that comes through. There we go. 
<laughs> but just sort of like uh like a like a like a, a low I can't I want to do it, but it's not gonna pick it up. <laughs> like a low clop and a high clip. <laughs> I mean there yeah. we go. Did it get one there? Yeah, I got one. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> Man, that's weird. <laughs> And then they just sort of start inspecting the wagon. Um, well, I, mean, I was—I I just have a question for Helena inside, so I'll wait till horse shenanigans is done. No, I mean Kaya, Una, and Wush are outside. Uh, you guys didn't say you were going with, so I assume you're still standing inside with Helena. Yeah. Um, just Helena. I don't think we're going to be staying here long at all. I know we're trying to get back to try and help uh, Eric's family, but I'm sorry I didn't ask this sooner, but how long have you been watching over us before we got here the first time? First became aware of your presence and, well, that of your friend Bless when you first entered into Hornrock. Wow. So you don't know anything about us from before then? I'm afraid I don't. Okay. That's all I need to hear then. Alan, I have mm -hmm. your eyes and ears. Sorry just interject have your eyes and ears picked up anything about the seers as they've moved across Tamburash? you told her about the seers have you said anything about the seers to her i don't think so. i don't know if you have yeah i don't think so okay okay she says the seers the the soothsayers the the, the shaman from the tenebris clans Yes. I've... Well, I've not followed them. I know of them. They pass along the same road as you. It Once, seems they've gone missing. Twice a year. They've gone missing this year on their pilgrimage. And us finding them is, well, fairly important. Am I to wager correctly that that's what's causing the problems in the south? Riled the Tenebris clans up a bit? Mm. I'm afraid I don't know much. I'm certainly aware of them. But they're old mystics. Looking onto and calling upon those that well I do not just a a stranger faith maybe an older faith but I know that they make their pilgrimage past here and well I know that they they head towards Chastile the mountains that way. I've never met with them personally. There have only been a few 
occasions over my years of watch over this place that I've even seen them. They don't stop through, make chat, simply witness their slow pilgrimage from afar. Fair enough. If you do hear anything, will you send word to us? I'll certainly try. No? Anything anyone else needs? How are you all feeling? How are you all doing? No Uh, doubt the events of... Been a little bit of, you know... Uproar in our lives, a little upheaval, but uh, yeah, I don't know. We're hanging in there. We're still moving. Kind of backtrack well, a that... lot, I guess. Kind of go in circles sometimes, but we're still moving. Well, the task that you have undertaken is no doubt a difficult one. And its path is not one that I could map out for you in a straight line. It may take you through ebbs and flows, peaks and valleys, sharp turns and dead ends. But I'm confident that you know what you're doing. Or at least your intuition and probably even a little bit of fate may take you in the direction that is necessary to avoid the worst. So the road don't travel itself. Get back out there. Be nice to whoosh for me. I have... She looks back over her shoulder. 86 more pains to clean before I'm done. Good luck, I guess. Uh, Bye-bye. Take care, Helena. Turn to head out. You just sort of... Um... All of you hear Helena sort of mutter something under her breath. What it is, you don't quite pick out. Um, But Una, you're not inside. You're outside. Right? Yeah. So you guys hear something muttered under her breath as you all leave the temple, Grand Garrus. Oh, actually, I do have the bag of holding. I do. Can I see it? And I will reach my hand in and pull out the candlestick. Mm. And I will run back in and ask Helena. Did we already do this? No. Ask her if she knows what it is. She looks at it and she says, Why did you find that? Uh, well, our large friend there, uh, she's had some folks after her for unknown intent or purpose, but they had it on them when they, well, they put her in a hamster ball and tried to run off with her, but we killed them to stop them 
and their horses too. They have big black horses with flaming hair. Do you know who that candlestick is in reverence to? Uh, something about a god of death or something. I don't know. I don't really buy much into that kind of stuff. It's rare that you would come across such a thing. The god Saizun is not one that is worshipped in a way that would lead to relics and artifacts and tokens and statues. Although he's an important god and often um, I would say often prayed to by many. Um, and being the god of death certainly could attract malevolent or misguided followers. And you say they were after Una. Yeah. It seems like they followed her from Hornrock. Hmm. Many mysteries afoot, I suppose. Too many, maybe. Some would say... <laughs> Well, you know, like I said, we just end up backtracking a lot, going in circles, doing a lot of that kind of stuff. So I'm sure we'll come across it again. But appreciate your help, and I'll run back out. Jump on the back of the wagon as it's picking up speed. <laughs> Wait! I'm just at uh. the rain, like... Whoa. <laughs> You're not moving. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Lex doesn't know many things, but he does know sarcasm. <laughs> it's a survival trade. Uh, whoosh. I guess we're... Whoosh probably instinctively just sits at the back of the wagon. Kind of away from everybody else. I uh, will go into the tower. Pass to You don't see the reaction. <laughs> I will go uh, next to Woosh. Watching that happen. This this wagon's a little different. But if you'd like to drive, you know the road back to Tassil. You don't have to sit back here. Or you can sit inside. You don't you don't have to sit back here sort of scooch about two feet further into the wagon. Uh, and they're like, like this? Like, kind of just put their hands up. Like, I'm in the wagon. <laughs> you can sit inside. Uh, you could also probably come inside where Ally just went. Or, like I said before, if you're more comfortable, you can drive. And I was going to take a turn at it, but I'm I'm not very good at it. As the wagon is moving, they sort of whip out um, around the edge of the wagon, scaling along the side, appearing next to you, Lex, in the seat. Oh, uh, 
Hi. And quickly reaches into the bag, reads something, you hear some muttering, and the and a spectral hand just appears and just waves at you. Lex will go to fist bump the floating hand. <laughs> and, and you just kind of hear this, again, a very detached sounding voice, but like a, almost like a, a very meek sounding giggle come from this Kenku. And you continue on the road. All right. Um, a few hours into the uh, your journey, as you continue to um, head uh, head west, um, you eventually, you know, you, outside of Helena, as you quickly cross um, a southward flowing river, uh, and find yourself nestled between two rivers uh, with a forest quickly growing on your northern side. Um, after another hour or two, the you see the familiar dark forest at the northern edge of the road of the dust thicket uh, where you would have went to Windhaven. And uh, as you come into the heart of the Tribreeze Valley, you can see on the horizon it stretches, green grass just stretches for as far as you can see, uh, dotted like a patchwork cloak uh, with uh, neat rows of farmland. But you can also see, Lex, that there are maybe four five small pillars of smoke that seem to rise from various patches of farmland in the distance to the east and the southeast. What color is the smoke? Uh, it is a black smoke, that of something burning. Uh... It would seem that the idyllic farmland certainly has something occurring amongst its many acres. And that's when you also see in the distance along the same road quickly approaching you a wagon that's sort of going back and forth along the road quickly heading towards you. Can I see the driver from a distance? Make a perception check. I'm going to ignore the uh, music there and just say that I rolled a six. <laughs> um, Jason. The, at first you're like, you're thinking like, oh, another wagon traveler and you, you hear whoosh kind of like like give a little kind of like ooh a person kind of acknowledgement um, <laughs> until it is about 50 feet away from you when you see that there is a driver um, hunched over the wagon veering out of control racing directly towards you 
make an animal handling check as you try to get out of the way of this wagon. Uh, Whoosh falls out and gets run over. Oh, no. Bummer. No! <laughs> I mean, as long as we just never go back, we won't know. Um, I can only hope. Guys, roll the 21. Whoosh <laughs> <laughs> uh, has to make yeah, a dexterity save as the wagon lurches very hard. Yeah. No, windy baby! <laughs> <laughs> They're an adult, I think. <laughs> Doesn't you, matter, still, baby. Uh, you, uh, as as you <clears throat> turn the wagon out of like like sort of like ride up onto the grass, sort of half on the road, half on the grass. The wagon just whizzes right past you. Um, the the sound of like frantic chickens comes from uh from whoosh. As the wagon veers off the road, it kind of hits an embankment that marks the edge of the roadway, uh, sending the wagon flying into the air um, and tumbling in a mass just off the side. Uh, the ram stuckler on the grip tongue completely breaks loose. Um, and you see the horses sort of like tumble in the dirt. And then just take off running into the vastness of the Tribreeze Valley South. I'm going to pull our cart to a stop. And rush out to go see if I can locate the driver. What? Uh, For those of us in the tower, do we feel we anything? No idea. <laughs> gotcha. Nope. You guys might want, like, a cannon string system or something. Like, uh... Hey guys, <laughs> got problems. I was still so, uh, out in the wagon. I will open the tower door. Oh, you were yeah, in the wagon. Okay, yeah. So yeah, you would have felt went. just this like this lurch as Lex threw the wagon up onto the side, uh, avoiding the, and then you would have heard just like probably you know the the neigh of panicked horses and just a crashing sound. Well, I don't know what that was, but that seems like something everyone should know about. And I open the, the tower door and be like, we got something, something happening. The wagon just did a... Th I'm going to go look at what actually happened, but something happened. Maybe come outside. Wait, are that's it. Okay. That's what I got. Bye. They're both dead. Any of from the couch. Yeah. I couldn't tell if that was a something important happening or Kyle just freaking out. There are two snails out here at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There's a sweet praying mantis out here. <laughs> All right. I'm looking for the driver. Yes. Um, so as you uh, approach... Hold on here. Um, you find the driver somewhat half smashed underneath the rubble of a wagon um you see it looks like a woman um uh, and there are boxes and things like that and crates all strewn about um the destroyed wagon kind of scene uh I'm gonna try and get the rubble off of her I guess if I can uh make a strength check to move the wagon off of her uh, that's a non-nat 20. 
lifting and throwing basically half the cart. It seemed to have almost like buckled and then split as it uh, rode up over the embankment at breakneck speed. Uh, you managed to shuck the top of the wagon off of uh, the woman. Um, and looking at her, you can see that there is a very large broken piece of a spear lodged into her back. Um, I'm going to try and check for vitals to see if she's even still with us. Make a medicine check. <clears throat> Not a flat. Uh, that's a 21. Uh, she dead. Oh. Whether it was like half her torso being crushed by a wagon or the giant spear wedged somewhere between her spine and shoulder blade, you're not really sure. Probably a combination of both. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, but she's the job dead. is done. <laughs> um. Well, shit. Um. Is there anything? Uh, like, real quick. Identifying pieces on her. So, you know, while you were like shucking that off and and, and checking to her. Um, I would assume everyone else would come out at Kaya's call. Either way, after I yelled in there, I ran over to help Lex. So. Okay. Um, yeah, so you all come out and you see the scene before you. Kaya, you're kind of making your way over to uh, Lex, who very quickly ran over there and just he-manned the piece of the wagon off of this this poor woman, but yeah, that's so you're all outside. Um, you just hear whoosh go, what damn, <laughs> <laughs> will. Do I see the spear? Or at least, yeah, I will climb to the top of the wagon and keep watch out the direction that they came. Okay. Obviously, not seeing very well because it's daylight. You all know this. Right. I don't see very well in the daylight. But it's really nice out. <laughs> it is. There are no clouds. It is still all sun. I forgot to tell you that after you left Helen as I rolled weather again. It is still. You guys are still sunshine and no clouds. Um, Thank goodness. But now, Ally, you do as well see these small. You know, it's not like somebody's having a campfire. I mean, something has been burned. Um. You know, there looks like there's like a house or fire at a farm or something like that, but not just one, like a few of them sort of dot the horizon in the direction that you're going into the south of you. Is it a, um, is it a human woman or? Yes. Is she carrying any, like anything on her person that's other than a spear in her back? I'll make an investigation check. Can I can I help him as I'm going over? The sure. Stuff? Oh. Do it with a, do it with advantage. Um, that's an eighteen. Eighteen. Um, you find on her uh, two platinum pieces, uh, and you also find what looks like a. Um, pin or a token or memento of some kind uh, with the uh, iconography of two crossed oars and a wheel. 
which you would recognize as the Fow. I'll take that at least and bring it over to Ally. Yeah, it looks like she was a Fow member. I don't know if maybe we should return it to Joe Debs or I, I think we leave it with her. So if anyone else comes upon, I don't know. We're not gonna stay. We can bury her, but we can't stay and like deal with this, right? We're kind of on a timetable. Maybe, maybe there's like a shipping manifest or something we can find. If it's from Chastile, maybe we can at least let them know that whatever it is never got to where it was going. What even is it? And I'll try to pry open a crate. Sure. Um, so looking through the crates, um, it looks like it is... Um, it is loaded down with what look like ladders, coils of rope. Um, there are several crates filled with iron pitons. Um, and several crates filled with different types of climbing gear. <clears throat> all in all, you would probably guesstimate that there is... Where'd it go? Um, five ladders, 30 coils of 50 feet of hemp and rope, three climbers kits, and 200 pittons. Um... I mean, we can take this stuff and, I don't know, have it clutter up our nice tower, if you want. That was more... No, I'm spend... looking back at the spear. Do I recognize that style? Uh, make a... Make a history check. That is a zero. <laughs> uh, oh, you, buddy. There's, <laughs> there's a giant Cheeto in her back. <laughs> oh, you definitely recognize this as being That's a, a lot of sodium. <laughs> <laughs> That's what got her. The high blood pressure. <laughs> the silent killer. Uh, no, you don't recognize it. It is, a, it is a, a, a big broken piece of wood. Uh, I'll look around for like, yeah, like a shipping manifest or something. Yeah, make an investigation really? check. Really, if we leave all this here, it's just going to be picked over by other scavengers. 18. 18. Uh, looking around, you see lots of, uh, lots of gear, no, or uh, lots of like, you know, goods, uh, no shipping manifest. Um, it does look like maybe that as you kind of look through the wreckage that maybe there were at one point two or three people on this wagon. Um, cause you find what looks like, like some food scraps and, and empty, uh, ale bottles and things like that. Um, in a bag, um, just a refuse bag, but a lot more than one person, um, would have consumed. Um, this wagon was probably part of a bigger 
wagon train. Well, that doesn't bode well for us. For the road ahead. Certainly doesn't bode but well I... for them. No. How far off did you say the fires were from us? Like, we talking they're, miles or... Yeah, they're they're like a ways away. Um, clearly, though, there's like in the Triberries Valley, there's something something going on. Either everyone's having a big bonfires or, you know, something worse. Um, I think it's the spring equinox. Everyone has big bonfires. It's a giant spears into the night wildly. Yeah. <laughs> you hear this from the wagon, from the, the seat of the wagon. You hear this gruff, deep voice. Are you? As I, it just keeps repeating. Are you? I. Hey, you! And you see Woosh standing on this voice coming from Woosh pointing down the road as you can see far off in the distance four rather hulking figures slowly making their way down the road towards you. I instantly cast Mage Armor. <laughs> and I also did. As soon as I hear that we that's where we're picking it up next time. <laughs> Nothing else happens. No, <laughs> no casting of spells has happened. Um, cool. Well, hey, thank you everyone for joining us for episode 40 of Duck Duck Dice. You are welcome around the table with us anytime. Come back tomorrow. Like, come back tomorrow for Game Goose podcast with Clinton, Dan, and Neil at 7.30. Yeah, 7, 7.30. 7, 7.30, around that seven. time. I check out seven. Yeah. Check out twitch.tv slash games around that time and see yeah. if they're on. And uh, we hope to see you at the table next time. And until then, like we always say in the game of life and all others, roll on.